And welcome to Play on K, the Korean drama podcast with Emily and Raquel. Wow, it's been so long since I've said that. It feels so weird. I know. We took a... This is the second season of Play on K. (laughs) We took a break right after the first episode of Your Beautiful. And it's weird because I'm also behind on editing. And so... uh, so it's not going to release at the same time as our break? No. Um, There's probably not going to be a super long break between releases. I guess we're always off schedule. Our schedule is no schedule, so... Yeah. Um, it's been a month since we've recorded. Yes, and a little bit longer since I've posted. <laughs> oh, I'm so sorry. Welcome to Behind the Scenes. Yeah, so the holidays were hard, and crazy. Emily traveled. I did not. That was hard in its own way. Yeah, both were about equally hard, but in very different ways. Mine was physically hard. Yours was emotionally hard. Yeah. So, uh, so yes, uh, that <laughs> that's what I'm so going to blame the break on, and not anything else. Uh, yeah. Not like our... ir- irresponsibility. Or... Yeah, it's not us. It's uh, the Christmas season. Yep. It really takes its toll. But we're back. We're doing episodes five through eight. And I think when I first watched this show, <laughs> Mo's running around. What yeah. a cutie. He's, he's thunking his head against the desk right next to my microphone because he's stuck. I'm so sorry, we just started, and he's already like, how can I mess this up? It's okay, it's not that loud. Um, Episode 6 is where I stopped the first time I watched You're Beautiful, and um, I always thought that Taekyung actually kissed Hei. Whoa. Yeah, I never knew it was a lie. I would have never known. It was all a lie. Their entire relationship is a farce, thank goodness, because I can't. I get, like, I get why they decided to insert this relationship. It's great for the drama. I will not fault them for this particular plot line. It's just so pathetic. Come on, (laughs) Kei. Please have some pride. Like, real pride, though. no pride, though. Yeah. She is the saddest, most savage person. Yeah. It's a lot to handle. It's just a lot. Uh, I just feel like she went into it with a lot of pride. Like, I thought that she would be kind of a more intimidating villain. Yeah, more like his mom. Right. And then she, it took her like 10 seconds to be like, just completely, I don't know. Yeah, Like I said, it's been a while, but I don't think they did establish their ages in episodes one through four. Mm -hmm. It feels like they might all be like between 13 and 17 (laughs) at this point. That's so true. Uh, Something else that feels very, very 
teenager-ish is Shinwu and his whole deal. His whole deal. All about deal. him. He's bumming me out. So much. Because so I love him. He's adorable. I want to take told care the of the backstory of like him falling in love with her. Yeah. Oh, it was so sweet. And just the little things he did because he wanted to take care of her and help her in any way that he could while still keeping even his knowledge of her secret on the DL. He's so pure. He's so pure. And then he goes to her dad's village to pick her up and she just runs with this huge smile on her face. And then she sees him and just everything her face just falls, and he's like, it's okay, don't cry, Shinwu. All these people are open books in the worst way. <laughs> they can only keep the stupid secrets. They can't... They can't keep any expressions off of their faces. Yeah, the I don't know. where he, uh... I hated the part, uh... No, let me rewind a little bit. I loved when he was taking her on a little tour via text through the city. It was so sweet. It was such a good scene. It was one of those almost fan service feel-good scenes. It wasn't fan service. It actually, I think, was kind of relevant. Yeah. Then I hated the part, the ending to it, where he's like, Turn around, you'll see him. And she gets a call and immediately forgets everything she was doing. Like Right? And he's standing right there, waiting for her. Oh, boy. Oh, that just... That makes you mad, you know? It was like, okay... I know she's supposed to be cute, dumb, but, like, she couldn't have walked two more steps and be like, what? In the heck was Shinwu talking about? Right? Like, attention span of a blueberry muffin. <laughs> immediately forgets what she was doing. Could not remember her current conversation. I can't no. do it with these people. Yeah. But, yeah. Oh. Shinwu's just trying his best. I wrote in my notes that Shinwu has the backbone of a second lead. <laughs> he just keeps going. He's trying so hard. Yep. But he also... I don't know. I just hate that he keeps on doing these really dumb setups for his reveals, too. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, I like it. I'll take her on a date to the amusement park, and I'll do this for her, and I'll do that for her. It's really sweet conceptually, but at the same time, I just want to scream at the TV. Just tell her right now, because I can't <laughs> do this. Shinwu, you have to stop. She's gonna let you down again. Yep. One of my notes, I think around the time that he goes to comfort her after her recording session, when he leaves, uh, oh, I have two notes around that time. The first being, Shinwu, stop it. (laughs) Just don't. And then the other one, uh, at the very beginning of episode eight, the manager, her manager, uh, Gominam's manager. What's her real name? It says it sometime. I don't have Gemma. it. Re- Gemma. Yeah. Gemma, yeah. Gemma. I always say Gemma in Australian accent because it's funny. <laughs> <laughs> I think, doesn't she also have like a, it's like Gomi. I think so. Something. I can't remember the second uh, part of her first name. Um, but anyway, uh. 
her manager is talking to Tae Kyung and tells him that she obviously has feelings for Shinwoo. And we should all be so lucky. We should all be so lucky to get that from her. But no. <laughs> That's not where she's at, buddy. She has to have feelings for the person that I'm actually starting to suspect might be her brother. Are you worried about that? I'm so worried about that, Raquel. <laughs> Ew, don't... That's not the kind of drama we're looking for. No. We're not looking for the incest kind, guys. Uh-uh. Bad what? news. Why are they building up to this? Not even, like, half-brother. They seem to be building up of, like, same parents right? all around. Like, they just have the same parents, but definitely the same mom. Yeah. For sure. I but mean, uh... I'm saying it like it's for sure. It's not, but they're really pushing it. They're pushing that particular idea. Yeah. Which is just so weird. I don't see why. I don't know. I doubt it. Like, I, gosh, I just hope not. This is, yeah, definitely a piece of drama I don't need. Yeah. From this show. There's so many storylines, and this does not need to be one of them. There has to be a big reveal, right? Where it's definitely not, and they also apologize for hinting ever. <laughs> They're not going to apologize. They think it's good, apparently, because they keep doing it. They just keep dropping hints. Oh, I hate it. I hate it. It's bad. Oh, boy. I can't. I don't even want to deal with the fallout of that particular situation. This is much worse than age differences, creepy age differences. It's mm -hmm. creepy hinting at incest. Why is that a good storyline? I don't know. I hate it. Um, if Jeremy doesn't end up with the real Gominam by the end of this show, I'm dropping a star. I'm so excited that you said that because I was I was hanging out watching like scanning through the episodes to write down some better notes with mm -hmm. my roommate tonight, and it was telling her about. So there's two. There's more than two ways that it can be handled, but there's one very bad way that they could handle Jeremy's attraction, his bisexual awakening, and there's a very good way that they could handle it. And then there's, like, areas in between where they can, like, kind of, I don't know, give us a little bit of both. But the very bad thing that they might do, I could very well see them probably doing. Probably will. Probably will do, that I'm super concerned about is the homophobic ending to his storyline, where he finds out that Gomi Nam has been a girl the whole time, and he's like, oh, thank God. I'm not attracted to men at all. I'm it's because she was a girl that I was attracted to her. I'm so relieved that I am not gay. Like, oh, that would it's suck. It's gonna be that one, Raquel. I know, it's just gonna suck so bad. It's it just gonna suck. really is. So bad, because they could handle it so much better, where he he's kind of coming to this conclusion, and I've really liked it, where he's kind of going the love is love route, and he's just happy to be with her and around her, and even thinking that she is a boy is like, 
let's go on a date. I just want you to be happy. Like, we'll go hang out and I'll cheer you up and show you all of my favorite places and show you what I do when I'm sad and just let myself feel my feelings. And it's so good. It's so good. And I don't I want love them... them together. Me too. I don't want them to ruin this. I just want him to fall in love with the real Gominam. Mm-hmm. And let that happen. Yep. Let that love be reciprocated. Come on. Give us something. Uh, yeah, they're not going to do that. They're, uh, from what I understand about Korean dramas, they're not going to make us happy. That's fine. You just get nine stars, y'all. At best. Max score. Yep. I'm cutting off two stars if they decide on a really homophobic ending for that storyline. At least two stars. I might just give it a solid four stars. <laughs> I just don't. Do, I don't want to play with that. I, That's I don't, fair. Like, don't introduce the storyline if you can't do it right. Mm. I see that. We're definitely making it sound like we don't like it. Like, the show. <laughs> Actually, I'm loving this show. more than I really I, do like it. More than I ever expected to. Yeah. I'm glad that we can get on to the next episodes. Because re-watching the last four episodes was a little bit torturous. Yeah. It, I was a little bit like, this is not a show that you rewatch. You watch Maybe, it once. Maybe Goblin. Someday I'll be like, this is a beautiful, epic story that I want to rewatch. Not this one. Nope. This one's one and done. I get the jokes. I get the storylines, and then I'm out. I'm out. That's fine. No, I uh, I totally agree. I think... I think that it's just not... It's really... It's more well done than I expected it to be. But the type of drama it is, I really enjoy kind of the cheap gut punches of unrequited love or seemingly unrequited love. Like, they're nice. They're fun. I don't really care about rewatching them because it's not the same gut punch. Whereas I feel like the gut punches in Goblin, like all of the scenes with the Grim Reaper, will always be heartbreaking. Yeah. It definitely feels like this this uh, ten year difference or however many years, maybe even more than that, is very obvious in like this was one of the foundational K dramas that set up so that we could have these amazing epic stories of today. Right. But uh it's not that. It's a it's a good one. Yeah. It's cute and funny and punchy. It's enjoyable on a very base level. Oh, that sounds mean. But it is. It, it's enjoyable. It's just not... I really like it. Yeah, it's just not... I guess what we've been saying this whole time, it's just not that rewatchable. Yeah. Which is uh, fine. Because we can move on after this and watch the next four episodes. But uh, five and six were fine. Like I said, I've watched them before so I wasn't super terribly interested except that they all got haircuts at some point and I was real stoked real stoked on that yeah why did they start the series with them all having 
the worst hair. I don't know. <laughs> it's such a weird choice. It was like they moved, like there was a century turn. Like they started the show in 99 and they were like, these are the haircuts we want to go with. <laughs> and then they were like, now it's year 2000. We got to get it up in the future. Yeah, I became about 70% more attracted to every person in this show as soon as they all got better haircuts. Right? They stopped looking like actual early 2000s jokes. Yeah. Especially, like, I feel like Jeremy and Shin Wu were uh, still kind of, like, they were good-looking enough before... And they're good looking enough now. I still love everything they do with Jeremy's hair. It's so stupid. It is. It's ridiculous. <laughs> the little side pony, but just like a little part of, of hair. And then he gets like a bowl cut that has like <laughs> one strip of long hair. Yes. I don't even know. But Take Young, okay, like I got obsessed with him after he got a haircut, like stupidly. Same. He's real real good looking like yeah just so good looking and he did not i did not feel that before his no before his haircut the weird long hair with the center part and the the off shoulder tops were not doing it for me that was not the look no now he can show his shoulders as much as he wants because yeah you do you babe yeah the main character great. of the show is his collarbones. <laughs> They're in every scene, and I'm here for it. Yeah, I love it. I love his costuming. I now love his stylist. And I did not before. I love that trench coat that he wears. That that real stupid trench coat. The, like, duster? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's so good. Um, I love Young's stylist. And I love Minam also had a style change where her clothes got a lot cooler. Yeah. In episode six, she wore a Confederate flag hat, and <gasps> I was not behind that. I forgot about that when I was scanning through the episodes. I skipped that part, too. Yeah, that was a lot to handle. And it's one of those things where... I'm pretty sure no one understood. But no, that's not good, guys. Yeah, no stylist on that team knew what they were doing. And yeah, that's stuff. I kind of hope someone got reprimanded later, but I doubt they found out while it was relevant information. Yeah. That's pretty uh, bad. That's pretty bad. Yeah, you wouldn't bad. see that mistake today, I don't think. I sure hope not. I sure hope we've grown to never, I don't know. That's rough. Yeah, that's bad, guys. Um, but Minam's stylist in the show has become, like, one of my least favorite characters. She, because she's a dumbass? I know I should forgive her. I can't. It's not really her fault. Like, they're tricking everybody. But, come on. Yeah, she was, she's the one that's continually giving away the secret, but she was also the one who was the most against it and the most she insisted we have to keep this a secret or else mm. I won't go down with all of you. And then she turns yeah. around and she reveals it to 
every person so casually, like, on the web- webcam, forgivable. Yeah. No one knew that webcam was still on. But yeah, uh, the thing with Heiyi was a lot. Oh, so much. Idiot. I'm just that guy that's like, I mean, you can ask him. If you're in a relationship with him and you want to know his secrets, then ask him what his secrets are. I don't know. That's just me. Yeah. Don't tell what other people heck? secrets ever, 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 ever. Never, ever, ever. Lesson learned, y'all. We're going to learn from this stylist's lessons. Just be cool and don't tell bad guys things. Don't tell the villains the secrets. <laughs> Come on. That's K-Drama 101. K-Drama 101. Be smart. Play it cool. Learn the Play rules. Play it cool. Keep your own secrets and keep everybody else's secrets. I don't know. I don't know. That's just me. What the heck? <gasps> Raquel, we haven't even talked about the aunt. I hate oh. her way more than the stylist. I hate her more than Hei. I hate her more than the stylist. She's another plot point I don't completely understand right now. Other than, I don't know where it's going. I guess when you already live together early in the K-drama, <laughs> you have to move into the same bedroom when that particular plot needs to become a thing. That's what I was gonna say. The move-in trope. There's the only way they could get it more moved in. But I hate her. Yeah. So much. I just don't understand because she's such a self-serving person and she's apparently supposed to be blood-related to Minam and... Minam's dad, who was supposed to be a really good person, and then this aunt shows up, and she's really, really crazy and self-serving and mean and needy and... Constant. She's constant. Why are you here still? I I also just don't... Like, I know that they were, like, Jeremy's mom moved in with us for, like, a month or whatever, or, like... Probably a week, because she's probably a reasonable lady. But <laughs> it's just weird to me to be like, yeah, there's this like house full of young boys, and these older ladies can just like come and stay here as they please. Move in. Not just, hey, can I come visit you, my son? But fully move in and take a room in the house. Like, that seems not good, y'all. That's not above board. And everyone decides that's logical. And then, freaking Take Young, who still thinks it's logical, also... I don't know. I just don't get what why everyone's solution to that was now Minam has to move in with someone else instead of just... I don't know. Not having Naya move in. I just think that would have yeah. been the logical explanation. I just think it's it's that thing where, like, if it wasn't a K-drama, you'd be like, there's a lot more uh, gates that you have to pass through to get into someone's house, especially a celebrity's house, especially for celebrities' house. Um, but the fact that she can just be like, I'm here, 
and I'm going to stay. And everyone's like, ah, bummer. It's like so weird. You're like, no. What are you doing? What are you doing? How did you just talk to the president of the company and just be like, I'm going to stay with them, all right? And he's like, yeah, for sure. That sounds like a good idea. For the president of a company, that guy is a dumb idiot as well. (laughs) I feel like they give him some scenes of, like, here's why he's the president, though, which is cool. Like, deciding the music video, I felt like he was really in charge of that room. (laughs) Good job, uh, buddy. You really know how to work a music video. I don't know what music videos are about. Other than that... He's also, like, real, real involved in, like, one group. Yeah. Does he not have anyone? I guess the only other person he even sort of negotiates with and manages is Young's mom. Apparently. Apparently. (laughs) (laughs) Kel, there's one scene. Okay, this is dumb and off topic, but, like, we're not on track anyways. Um, There's one scene where TK, after he gets his makeover, he's wearing this real... A bright teal shirt with like a red collar or something. It's like a bold outfit, and he's in the president's office. And there's a picture right behind him of him wearing the exact same outfit. Yes! Oh my god! <laughs> like, did they take that picture and then print it and then put it in the office? And they're like, "This is a good choice." <laughs> well, I'm glad we kept this for the last ten minutes. Like. What? Whose decision was that? Let's hang it up, (laughs) y'all. I don't know. Why am I saying y'all so much? I went back to Utah for too long. You were there for a whole week. I'm going to do the rest of the podcast in Japanese to balance it out. (laughs) Be really constructive. That goes super well. Speaking of Buckwild plots that just don't make any sense, tasers. What? The taser. It's like one-tenth of a plot. Right. What? But they're just, it's like the aunt thing where they're like, they have to, we have to get in the move in together trope. They're like, we have to get the sleep with each other trope now, too. One night. Knock them all out. One night. One night, just knock them out. I don't know. It was like, I don't know. I thought it was really cute when Take Young was like, Wow, I finally slept really good last night, and I usually don't sleep that good. And you're like, oh, my heart, it's because you're sleeping with your lady. But it's also like, eh, you didn't know that. Yeah. It wasn't consensual. It wasn't consensual. It was really, really weird. It was really, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Invented. There's a word for it. I, yeah. I'm, I'm a contrived? professional. Yeah, contrived. Thank you. We got there, dream team. Yep. Yeah, very contrived, very, like, like I said, like one-tenth of a plot point. They're just like, here's the taser, and then she tases herself, as expected. Yeah. I actually really expected her to tase him a lot. I expected her a lot to tase him, and I was really concerned about it. I'm glad they took it in the direction they did, and I'm honestly glad they decided to take it in the direction of having them both not really know too much of what happened and just moving on from it pretty quickly instead of having it be something where he wakes up in the morning and is really furious with her 
because she slept on top of him. I wasn't ready to deal with that. If That's I'm fair. being honest. It was just... It was... Uh, I guess it was just weird that they didn't do any of that because it's such a show that feels like any drama is going to be times 10. So they didn't do any of that. They were just like, just let it blow over. It's and fine. it'll pass as a ship in the night. We don't the feel taser. like confronting this, so... Yeah, the taser scene is done. So it was surprising. Uh, comfortable, but surprising. <gasps> Raquel, we got our bus stop girl. <gasps> Who? Do you know who bus stop girl okay. is? Let me think. Let you me guess. Think. You guess. Mm. Uh, episode eight. Episode eight. Oh, is bus stop girl the friend? Yes. Because <laughs> I, also... I never learned his name, and he just came and went. I wrote his name down because I I took the note. Uh, Kim Dong Joon, who is a good dopey person. I love him with all my heart. He is the bus stop girl of this show. He's the bus stop girl. We never have a proper bus stop girl. But he came and he went. He did a good deed. He did a good turn and then he left. And that's that's all we need from a bus stop girl. Congratulations to you, uh, Kim Dong Joon. You are the bus stop girl. You're the recipient of our prestigious award. You can either visit in Aramo, Japan, or you can Boop visit boop. in Bellingham, Washington, and boop we boop. will present your prize to you. <laughs> Come on down. Um, I love him. He's perfect. You're perfect. You're a That's good all. man. He was... Making me so nervous for the whole episode. And then he did that last thing. And I decided he was my boy, my son, my one and only. <laughs> I, uh, he made me nervous, like, the first couple scenes, which I think were supposed to make you nervous, where he's like, it's me, Nam. And you're like, what the heck? Why is he, why is he creeping like that? And then he's like, because I'm your best friend. I'm and your you're boy. Like, adorable. And then he <laughs> says he's in love with Jimma. And that's Aww. adorable. That was really nice. I also liked that good, good jealousy that it gave TK, because I am a simple girl who enjoys the cheap thrills. Yeah, but it makes me feel bad when he gets jealous of Shinwu, because Shinwu is so much more deserving of Gemma's love. Yep. <laughs> and also... So this is good. Yeah. It's just a really weird back and forth, where sometimes it's fine when he's jealous, and sometimes it's... It feels like he doesn't even deserve to be jealous because of the way he is. Don't yeah. even worry about it, bro. Don't even worry about it because you've been surly and mean for a really long time and Shin Wu's been nothing but lovely and you just don't really... And you might be her sibling and you just don't deserve this. <laughs> so, sorry. Uh, just go marry Hei Just kidding. Don't marry her. She'll take your skin off and wear it. <laughs> She's crazy. Um, but yeah, it was a good, cute amount of jealousy for TK. Remember that scene, though, where they are adorably fighting each other with leaves, and he tackles her, and he laughs. I should say, cackles. Cackles. Like a maniac witch. He might also be out of his fucking mind, actually. (laughs) (laughs) 
It was supposed to be a really romantic scene where she loves his laughter, and I did not feel that. I was very afraid for her. <laughs> it was so weird. It was a. It was not good. It was a weird scene. It's so hard because I don't like. I don't like to make fun of people's laughs because laughter is like pure joy bubbling out of someone but like he laughs two seconds later and it's adorable yeah for real i think that the difference is a fake laugh versus a real laugh i also hate my own fake laugh when i'm at work and i'm talking to a customer and you have to do your customer service and someone makes the same joke you've heard eight thousand times and they're like oh it's not scanning then it must be free (gasps) Oh my gosh, I knew you were going to say that joke, because that is the worst joke. It's so bad. And everyone makes it. Why? Everyone. Guys, just because the price tag fell off, or because it's not scanning properly, doesn't mean it's free. And you're not funny for saying it. You're not making my day easier by giving me these one cent jokes, y'all. Yeah, no. Pay me in money. I'm sick of your jokes. (laughs) Give me a chip instead. <laughs> I don't want your humor. No, uh, customers are great. Let's uh, end this podcast by talking through things in a reasonable manner. What happened in episode five? I don't actually remember. Um, the beginning is when she's crying because she finds out her mom is dead. Oof. Maybe. Probably not, because the aunt is a liar. But she finds that out, and TK... I think it was her dad that said that, but I love that you're like, her aunt is a liar. (laughs) I mean, I don't know, because the aunt said the dad said. I don't Mm. know if that's the case. But her aunt is a liar, and uh, TK holds her. And, of course, that makes Shinwoo sad. Typical typical day, typical episode. Uh, This is the one where she and TK get lost and wander around the streets of Seoul in their great disguises together. Oh, yes. Those disguises. I was wondering where Taekyung went during those scenes, and then I was like, oh my god, it's actually him in glasses. I just didn't recognize him. (laughs) I lost track of him. I lost track of him. I was like, who is she with? (laughs) But it was him the whole time. Amazing. Yep. And then he smiles at her, and I guess she's just (gasps) a dumb sucker, so she falls in love with him. And I was like, I mean, same. I mean, same. Because I'm pretty sure that's the episode he changes his hair for her as well. And he he looks real good, so that's good. And then she ends the episode by tasing herself. Mm, Cute. Cute. Let's see, what... Is six mostly about the scandal? Yeah, that's most of it. Um, It's just about everyone trying to figure out if TK and... Hey, you're dating. Pretty much the whole thing. Other things happen for sure, but. <laughs> oh, yeah, this is the one that you said Shinmu guides Minam on the cutest little secret date. Oh, yeah. It was like super cool until it wasn't. 
And then TK has this really cute moment where he's like, Minam, do you really have to stay as a boy or can't you come out and be a girl? And she makes a decision for herself, which makes me proud of her because that's hard to do. And he respects that decision, which makes me proud of him because that's not super expected of him. Yeah, he was very understanding. It makes me like his character a lot more every time he does. He's actually a really great character. He's understanding, even though he's surly. And Mm -hmm. he's pretty forgiving. Because I'll tell you this right now. If I was in his position, she would be actually dead. She she would be murdered. (laughs) Because she threw up in his mouth in the first episode. Oh. (laughs) Oh, she... At the very least, she would be back in the in freaking Italy. I'd be like, no, maybe, or this maybe is she'd not. be dead. <laughs> maybe she'd be dead. I don't know. I would not stand for that. Yeah, he's truly deeply in love uh, because he's forgiven a lot. Uh, episode seven, he takes her to the countryside. Yeah, it's. It's a good episode. I don't remember that much about it, because there's that whole weird part where he just goes missing. It's so weird. And no one can find him, and then it was nothing in the end. I, um, like I said, I stopped on episode six the first time, and I feel like if I had watched seven and eight, it would have been like nothing else had happened. Because seven is like the episode where they go to her hometown, and then eight is the episode where they shoot a music video. Like, <laughs> I don't know what's happening. Why are there little spin-off episodes? Yeah, like every episode is a new thing they're doing for the band, which is, I guess, kind of cool that they're yeah. coming up with new things. It's just also, yeah, like you said. It's and weird. Yeah, like you said, it's hard to follow because I actually confuse the two episodes when I was looking at the pictures and scanning through, I was like, when they were filming the music video, I was like, aren't they in the hometown right now? No, they're filming a music video. They're filming a music video. Uh, remember that, because the, the previous one, they were in the hometown. Did that one feel really extra long? Like, episode seven? Yeah, I think I was just bored, because they were just running around looking for him at, at, after he was chased by a pig, I guess. That's fair. And there's a really long, like, dream sequence sort of thing. Yeah, I hated that. I don't I don't really like dream sequence stuff unless they're necessary. Yeah, I hate the they woke up and it was all a dream. Literally the only time I'm okay with dream sequences is if the dream is a prophecy. Yeah, and if it's like clearly a dream. Yeah, it's gotta be pretty much high fantasy dreaming for me to... Yeah. To be down with it. But this is like... No, you just wasted like five minutes of my time watching something that I just found out didn't actually happen. Yep. Felt not good. But uh, it was fine. It was a very weird and funny episode. Classic You're Beautiful. Oh, classic. Classic. Then uh, they jump into... Wait, episode seven is she does the song. I'm sorry to interrupt you. That was my favorite part of this show so far. Yeah, it was really good. 
it was a lot of drama, too. It was a lot of good, cheap drama. Like, she loves him, he loves her, he'll, he'll go after her, he'll be jealous, he'll tell her to stop. This one goes and finds her and takes her on a magic bus ride. And the blonde one loves her even though she's a boy. <laughs> Love it. Oh, that's the magic bus ride. I missed that. Um, yeah, I just love that it was all of those things, and you're aware of all of those things, and it's all in a song that has been playing in the background the whole time, but she sings it so beautifully and passionately, and she cries because she's a crier. And everyone's like, he must really be in love with someone, finally. <laughs> Probably his dead dad. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> no, nobody thinks that. But, um, yeah, it was very, like, a climactic moment that I thought was really cool. A good halfway point for the show. Yeah. Uh, Kelsey was whistling that song at Skylar earlier because it was playing. Aww. It plays a lot in this K-drama. It does. And yeah. I was just going through episodes and it still got stuck in her head. I laughed. I was, <laughs> I was super glad that. It had infiltrated the brains of the people I live with. It's in there. It's, it's in the house now. I'll have to add it. Uh, I made a Play on K playlist on Spotify <gasps> that I have not advertised. <laughs> uh, Does it have it's all, on Spotify. all of the songs from the Goblin soundtrack? And do you still cry when you listen to it? Because I do. I still cry when I listen to the Goblin soundtrack. But I only pick usually like two from each of the shows that we watched. That makes sense. So that it doesn't get too long. Just so you can feel the feels and then uh, jump to the next show. You feel those feels. Get all of the feels. I like that. I'm excited to go and listen to that for the first time. I'll make sure it's public. (laughs) (laughs) I'll add uh, this very repetitive song. That's what it's about, though. It's like... Every K-drama has a very repetitive song or two. It's yeah. just, like, always going to make you think of that drama. Yep. I can think of one for just about every K-drama we've ever watched. Yep. I already have Beautiful Lady stuck in my head now. <laughs> That's the one I was thinking of! <laughs> the best one. It's so catchy. It's so catchy. What else? Oh, we kind of... Went over episode eight the most, except for oh the sad mom parts. The sad mom parts. Um, TK has a sad mom story, which is to say TK his mom sucks. Sad and- too. Yeah, I forgot. We were talking about they might have both the same parents. Well, his dad is alive for sure. Yeah, I forgot that. Yeah, uh, it doesn't matter, because they still might be half-siblings, and that's still messed still up. Still yeah. not okay, guys. Nope. But nope. yeah, his mom is uh, really bumming me out. She's a very good villain, though. I prefer her over all the other semi-villains. Yeah, she's a cutthroat villain. I don't feel bad for her at all. Like, ever. There's a part where she's talking about how she lost the one thing that made her happy because he was born, and she was saying that to her own child. And I wanted her to burn in hell forever, so. Good job, guys. You wrote a bad, bad person. You wrote a bad, bad person. Um, when TK cries after that, if uh, it, it ends with Minam just staring at him down the hallway. And if she doesn't go hug him, I'm going to feel like that's an invasion of privacy. Because I feel like 
If you don't comfort someone after seeing all their drama laid out on the table and you just hide that, like, so that you can know and they don't know you know. Yeah, it's like, that's not okay. That's just mean. The only thing that would make it better is if she goes home and throws away the birthday present she laid out for him because I am real worried about that. I forgot about that. Yeah. Yikes. Yeah, she should run home. Yeah, don't hug him. Just go. But actually do hug him. Or, like, call Shin Woo and just ask him to please throw away the present on the table or something. Not the album. Just the picture. Yeah. Be real specific, Jimma. Yeah. Please. Please. Don't mess this up. I don't know. I really want to jump back into this and watch the next episode because I want to finish this drama. I want to know what the finale is. I, know. I don't really care about these next four episodes. Can't wait until we find out they're siblings and we have to stop watching it partway through the drama. <laughs> well, then she'll end up with Shin Woo, and I feel like that's a that's not a second place prize. He's yeah. a great guy. That's, he loved her more than anybody else. That's the best ending that we could get. We should be so lucky. We should be so lucky to end with a man like Shin Woo. <laughs> I do really like this drama, though, and I'll probably watch most of the episodes tonight mm-hmm. before I go I to bed. wish I could watch it on, like, two times speed. Because like you said, I rewatched the episode like you did, like, quick review. And when you know they're not going to say anything and they're just doing, like emotion shots and you start clicking that skip 15 button it gets addicting you're like there's so many like non-speaking just face shots he cries in the dark for a long time there's a lot of crying yeah like if you can just skip around but like when you're first watching it you don't know i guess you're supposed to be more into the drama when you're first watching it yeah those gut punches like you said it will be great. I'll spend four full hours watching this drama this week. Yes, and then we can record next week. I, We can talk about this later. I was just going to say, I'll be traveling, but we can still record. What? Where are you going? Utah. <gasps> oh, yay. I think you might have told me that, but I forgot. Yeah, I gotta go see my mom. I didn't see her for Christmas. It was a sad Christmas. A sad, sad Christmas. Oh, I'm so happy you're going. Me too. Yay. Cool. We'll figure out a recording schedule. Yep. Worry not, people. Even though you're not listening to this in real time, there should be an episode up next week. Yeah. (laughs) Even if we record in another month. Yep. We're going to get back on that weekly grind. We'll try. Cool. So... Everyone watch 9 through 12. Nailed it. Watch 9 through 12 and join us here next week. And in the meantime, you can catch up with us on Twitter. We are at PlayOnK. You can tweet at us your thoughts on these episodes and anything else at all. Go for it. Yep, just talk to us. We love it. Well, you can also talk to us, um, especially if you have spoilers. Anyone to talk about spoilers? You can email us. Our email is playonkpodcast at gmail.com. 
We love your emails. Send them on up. Um, you can listen to all our past episodes, leave comments on individual episodes, and sign up for our newsletter on playonk.com. And we have iTunes. We're on iTunes. I think I mess that up every week. Um, <laughs> we're on iTunes. It's just Play on K over there. You can rate and subscribe to our podcast, and it would be super awesome. Yeah, we prefer five stars, but if you've got some, like, constructive criticism, we could take less. We hear Just you. Just don't be mean. Yeah. Okay. Please be gentle. Oh, we're <laughs> so fragile. I'm so fragile. <laughs> Think of Maurice. Okay, guys. Think of He's him. He's such a fragile boy. He's yeah. already hitting his head all the time. Bonking it right under the microphone like a dum-dum. <laughs> he can't take it if you're mean to him. Yeah, or his mom. <laughs> or his aunt uh, Emily or me who's <laughs> never met I love him though <laughs> uh, oh thank you as always to James Hevel for our wonderful theme song that you'll hear now it's rolling bye okay bye pop